let's go. I know it's the offseason, and I know we're all sad. There's no football going on right now, but this is where you really make your money. This is where you buy cards at the cheapest before the big NFL draft hype cycle that's coming up. And Andy has a bunch of quarterback information today that he is going to share with you. He's been diving deep into the rookie ticket autos. Then at the end of the episode, I went to an LCS and I hit a tough realization, Andy, about something I want to call the game worn uniform theory. Okay. I'm going to save that for the end of the episode, but Andy, this is where it's fun because right now it could be a blank slate for a lot of people that are just now getting into the hobby. This is a good time for you, right? Prices are relatively low compared to actual season hype and whatnot. Um, and for experienced people that have been in the game for a while and kind of know uh, that this is an unbelievable time to buy. And Andy, you have really been grinding uh, the numbers, the analytics behind the quarterbacks and their different variations instead. Absolutely, Carter. Uh, this is so much uh, fun right now. Tons of speculation, tons of rumors swirling. You know, free agency is getting ready to kick off. So a, a lot of stuff going on. And basically, you know, I'm already doing 2022 early best ball drafts. Uh, I'm getting pumped up to Let's kick go. off some new dynasty football uh, uh, leagues uh. this year. And um, I've been digging into the top 10 dynasty ranked quarterbacks you know it's it's very interesting that josh allen has leapfrogged patrick mahomes to the number one dynasty quarterback uh in in consensus general consensus from what i've found however when you look at the difference between the number of inserts and parallels between josh allen's 2018 prism and patrick mahomes uh, and the optic and donners and then the value differences is it's it's pretty incredible carter so what I did was I went to tradingcarddatabase.com and actually went back all the way to 2012 uh, for Russell Wilson and looked at his prism. And there were 18 different uh, prism cards available for him. Nine of those were parallels, so nine parallels, nine inserts. And currently that raw card for Russell Wilson is $90 raw, about $600 PSA 10. Fast forward to 2016 for Dak Prescott. Now you have 43 different prism cards. 17 of those are parallels. So uh, um, a, a almost a, like a 100% increase from 2012. However, Dak Prescott's raw prism, which comes standard uh, silver, $125 raw, $450 PSA 10. Now we go to 2017, the legendary, the modern day legend, Patrick Mahomes. All right. 60 different prism cards so a slight increase there not not too crazy 19 different parallels so only two new parallels however his raw base prism which comes standard silver is a thousand dollars raw and seven thousand two hundred dollars in a psa 10 carter right and uh josh allen is the one i want to know I, I, I want to see what the latest were, because I remember when this PSA 10s leading into the season last year were up to $900. I'm interested to see, Andy, what 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 the Josh Allen numbers are now. Okay, so 2018 Josh Allen Prism. They added four new inserts. They also added three new parallels over 2017 to a total of 22 parallels. 
His base raw prism right now is going for around $150 on average. The PSA 10, $750 on average. So they are down, Carter. Um, They are down. His And now if you really wanted to compare more of an apples to apples, you either have to look at the optic hollow or you have to look at the prism silver, which is how Patrick Mahomes uh, base silver, uh, base prism comes out as silver. Those raw are about $1,200 Carter for Josh Allen. They're very difficult to find. Um, I couldn't find any in a PSA 10, but what I could find was a field level silver from the select set. That in a PSA 10 is about $1,800. So still very much lower than uh, Patrick Uh, Mahomes. Absolutely. Uh, PSA 10 optic hollow for Josh Allen, $1,500. But this is what's so fascinating. So you go to 2019 Kyler Murray, you look at the number differences. They actually decreased the number of inserts in 2019 Prism from 2018. They added three new parallels. Then you go to 2020, Carter. This is where things start to get crazy. Let's go. Joey B, let's go. They added 78 new inserts in 2020 over over 2019. They went to a total of 100. Um, and, and actually, all of these aren't inserts. Uh, I, I take that back because all of these aren't inserts. So they went from 25 parallels of Kyler Murray to 66 parallels for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So that's an increase of 41 parallels. So you subtract that from 78. Uh, you're left with about uh, 37 new inserts in 2020 God, Prism yes. over 2019. Goodness. All in all, from the first year that Prism was uh, invented, if you will, in 2012, <laughs> where they had 18 different cards, now they're up to 138 different cards. You know, so you have 120 new cards and the parallels went from nine to 66. So, you know, God bless 59 uh, new parallels or or, sorry, excuse me, 57 new parallels uh, compared to 2012 product. However, you look at Joe Burrow's raw prisms, they're still selling for around one hundred dollars right now. And we know that those in themselves have a much higher print run than Russell Wilson's raw prism selling for 90 um, and uh, Joe Burrow's PSA 10 base prism is $380 compared to a $600 Russell Wilson uh, base prism PSA 10. As Fascinating. Yeah, so a, a few things. Obviously, that prism print run is very interesting. I think out of all the years that you just said, I think 2019 prism is still the most interesting thing, and you've made a lot of good points about that year being a good optic year, not only for Kyler Murray, but for guys like DK Metcalf and one of our favorite players on this channel, AJ Brown. Um, what's really fascinating to me, Andy, that my, my first major takeaway is I think people as collectors need to understand this. Do you view Josh Allen as the next great one? Okay. And I do think Josh Allen had the best two game playoff run of any playoff quarterback I've ever seen. He played perfect, perfect football mm-hmm. uh, in, in both his games. Like he, you, you can't play the quarterback position any better than he did. And he did it at the highest possible stage. Now 
Am I very interested to see what he's going to look like without Brian Dable? Absolutely. I'm a big Brian Dable believer, and Sean McDermott has kind of turned me off these past couple years versus the Chiefs as a defensive head coach and a coach who is way too conservative. But do I still believe in Josh Allen? Yes. In fact, I've been trying to buy some Josh Allen myself. Now, Andy, this is what I would say. I don't know if just going to buy Prism Josh Allen is a smart move. However, I think out of all the players you just mentioned, the one that really sticks out to me is Russell Wilson. And the reason why, if you are just focusing on just Prism, is not only Russell Sh- Russell Shepard, Russell Wilson a little undervalued. At the same time, that was also first-year Prism. And for those that don't know, that was first year that Prism – ever had a card. So I found that to be very interesting. PSA 10, 600. I remember when those cards uh, were consistently trading as well around that $900 range consistently. So I do think Russell Wilson is someone that's very tempting. And then of course, the last little bit of the data is not really a, a surprise Andy to people that have been around the hobby for a while, but it is true. 2020 print runs are just ridiculous. You got, the zebra prism and you got the green prism and the shiny prism and the camouflage prism and the prism 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 so uh it, it was very interesting that you crunched all those numbers I, I i thought there was a lot what what was some of your major takeaways yeah so so one more guy i'm going to throw at you and then i'll, I'll share with you uh, one more major takeaway probably the biggest major takeaway because i also compared the, the numbers in the rookie ticket auto uh from 2012 till now but Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, I didn't mention what his prisms are trading at. These are like clearance right now, Carter. Uh, the raw prisms for Kyler Murray, $40. The PSA 10s, $150 to $170 right now. No joke. So he's the most criminally underpriced one out of all of them. Now they did just extend Cliff Kingsbury's con- contract as their head coach. And so I don't know what kind of taste that leaves in the mouth of uh, Arizona fans and collectors and investors out there for Kyler Murray, plus all the drama he's got going on with his social media feed and, and the Cardinals and his contract and all that. So um, there's there's uh, <laughs> a lot of Kyler Murray in the market right now. Very interesting. So once again, that 2019 year was so fascinating, Andy. And, you know, the one name that we didn't mention at all uh, is Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at some Lamar Jackson stuff myself. Same year as Josh Allen. And one of those guys has the MVP. And by looking at their prices, you wouldn't guess that it would be Lamar Jackson compared to Josh Allen. But yes, Lamar does have an MVP. He does still have one of the best coaches in the in, in the NFL. Um, and look, I, I'm still a Lamar guy. Remember, This is a hype-generated business. You may not believe that Lamar Jackson is going to ever get back to what he did last year. But when he played this year, he was fine. But what was most notable was he still made the freaking Pro Bowl, even though Josh Allen and Joe Burrow were better than him. Even Derek Carr was better than Lamar Jackson, but he still got voted in. So, Remember, Lamar is a thrilling player. He's got a ton of fans uh, that buy his jerseys, buy his stuff. He's got that superstar personality. 
uh, that's someone else. Uh, you know, you, you could take all the data you got from Andy, do your own research on Lamar Jackson as well, and you could find some some good rookie autos. Uh, you know, in the in the two hundred dollar range, good rookie patch auto. So uh, don't don't forget about all the, the Lamar Jackson, and that's what we always tell you to do, Andy, is to always look one way when everyone else is looking the other. And I do think Josh Allen prices are reflecting that right now. Yeah, and and not to mention uh, that twenty nineteen MVP season. If you look at Pro Football Reference and look at their approximate values. And it'll compare that 2019 season he had to all the great MVP seasons of quarterbacks going to back to the beginning of time. That's up there. One of the top three all-time best really? years of a quarterback ever, Carter, um, in terms of production. So it's it's really interesting to think if he could just get back to 75, 80% of that season. I, I think we're looking at uh, a real a big a breakout um, year for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, got a ton of time left. Uh one so so one major takeaway I had. So I also went back and did this for National Treasures, which is a premium, arguably cream of the crop set for collectors and investors in football cards. Also, the rookie ticket auto, which has become my new favorite uh, set to target investing. So you, you look at uh, Russell Wilson's rookie ticket auto. There was only three parallels from 2012. You know, you go all the way back to uh, 98, 2000, Brady. There was only two parallels. Um, three for Russell Wilson, 2012, fast forward to 2017, Patrick Mahomes, he had 17 different parallels. They also introduced the optic, which contained eight different parallels. So now you're at a total 25, but just looking at that base set, you went from three to 17, but then from 2017 to 2020, where we saw such a huge leap in, uh, prism and, and optic and Donruss, but not nearly as much as prism. The, the rookie ticket auto only jumped from 17 different parallels to 21 different parallels for Joe Burrow. Interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. very, very interesting. Now, they did jump. Now, this is where they did increase a little bit. They did add 21 new parallels for his optic rookie ticket auto. And oh, so this okay. goes back to something that I've talked about before, and I've seen it time and time again, the base rookie ticket auto uh, and those variations from the base contender set will sell for more in auctions and buy nows to, at the players super hyped up than those optic ones. And I think that's because right. the the base set has got more clout and it's a little bit more scarce. There's not as many parallels. It hasn't grown as much, expanded as much as the the optic set has in such a short amount of time, too. Yeah, you, honestly, uh, peer pressure from you has gotten me into rookie ticket autos. I'm obsessed. I, I just am. And, you know, I, I was at an LCS this past weekend, and I finally got to see a Drew Brees rookie ticket auto right in front of me. I also got to hold a really rare Joe Burrow rookie ticket auto to uh, 23. And it's very interesting. It's It's my favorite auto out there now. Now, once again, I'm not beholden to it. I still like patches, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, but, you know, I it's just a beautiful card. It's an iconic card. And I want to include this nugget, Andy, that you always remind me of. This goes way back to Peyton Manning's rookie season, right? The iconic Peyton Manning rookie ticket auto. So you're talking about, you know, as far as like diehard collectors that are into sports cards in general, there's also basketball rookie ticket autos it's a big deal it's a very important thing 
right? Uh, and the way I knew this is, you know, I was at this LCS, Chuck Sports Card in Albany, Louisiana. And, you know, he had all these rare Drew Brees autos, but the one that was in his trophy case above all the others was the Drew Brees rookie ticket auto from his Chargers year, right? I'm a big Drew Brees guy. Obviously, you know, I got his shirt on right now. Um, and it, it, it has serious cloud. I didn't believe it at first. I was like, nah, you know, there's there's some other cards that I, that I like prettier as far as uh, the autos are concerned, but it still does hold serious weight. Now, we're not saying go overpay for some rookie ticket auto. No, obviously do your price research and, you know, listen to us, the experts. I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, do your research, look at the price, look at the condition and all of that. But it, it it's just uh, it's just the card when it comes to autos. Yeah, it's the card when it comes to autos. Uh, I talk about Randy Moss as well from 1998, and oh. uh, the card is is extremely iconic. You can reference the Tom Brady uh, rookie ticket auto uh, championship yeah. ticket sold for 2.3 million dollars. Um, but those cracked ice rookie ticket autos are arguably selling for just as much as National Treasures card. Um, which they increased the the number of inserts in that set dramatically. From 2017 to 2018, they added 41 new inserts into National Treasures. So uh, something to be aware of when you're comping. I, I've had guys reach out to me uh, in the, in the uh, messages and say, hey, I, I think jo- Jonathan Taylor is undervalued right now um, compared to Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. If you look at the prices of his Optic Hollows and Prism Silvers compared to Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, they're going for much less. But that's because, you know, there's 66 different parallels of Jonathan Taylor's uh, Prism cards that all have their own print runs. And there's so many more inserts and there's so many more uh, just options in general to choose from. Plus, with the higher print runs that it it really dilutes Um, it, you know, it it kind of diversifies people's attention. You know, their their attention gets a little bit you know, drawn out and scattered, it's, you know, you, you have way more options. So when you look at Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, those are kind of like, that's the, the iconic card. That's the King card that you want to have that base prism silver. Whereas it's not the case when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. It's not. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. I would stay away from Jonathan Taylor cards. I just would look, uh, the AFC next year is going to be so good. And, their quarterback is Carson Wentz. So at some point, if you are buying his cards, you want him to win at some point. And I just don't see a clear path to winning, even though in a weak division with Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Now, he still could go off and be the next Adrian Peterson or the next LaDainian Tomlinson. And if you do think he is on that level of all-time running back, go right on ahead. But what I would say is, guess what? LaDainian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson cards aren't unbelievably priced as it is now, Andy. It, it's crazy how and, and we're gonna and we're gonna dive into running back data next week. So we're, we're gonna do a two part thing and we'll go deeper into what running backs uh, are actually worth and what you should do about certain running backs. And we're gonna do all this data that Andy did with some other running backs uh, next week. We'll look at Alan Kamara. We'll look at all these guys. Um, Man, I I I'm, I just I, I see some of these Jonathan Taylor prices, and I kind of wince. But if you do believe he is that good, and he did have that type of season this past year, well, he's going to have to need to put what five or six more of these types of seasons, or he's going to have to win a Super Bowl or something like that for you know, 
me to justify going out and buying one of his cards. So uh, once again, we always say this. If you are a Super Jonathan Taylor collector, go right on ahead. If it makes you happy, do it. And man, I, I would just be very, very, very careful. I would too. Be very careful. Make sure you're comping comparable print run cards from you know his rookie year to Chris McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, or whoever whoever the case may be. If you're looking, uh, whoever you're looking to buy, and you know we talk about 2021 guys as well, Carter, because there's a lot of 2021 guys that are expected to have big sophomore years, and uh, we want to invest in them early. But there's only a small handful of their sets out, and we are still waiting on a prism being released at the end of April, May. It's still right around that time frame. Select right after that. Uh, so you have contenders that are just now coming out uh, for their cards. And there's just, there's just not a whole lot, like there's not a whole lot of comp. Um, they did add, they did increase. When I look at the base Donruss from 2020, uh, Joe Burrow, they had 60 different cards. For Trevor Lawrence, they've got 74. Uh, they also have 25 parallels for Trevor Lawrence's base Don Reset compared to Joe Burrow's 14. So they did add inserts. They did add parallels to 2021. I don't think that they necessarily increased the print run, but I do. I think they increased it by way of new parallels uh, and, and new inserts. And we definitely see the new inserts. And pretty much every set... You look at the hobby box breakdown, there's, you know, new in 2021 inserts and blah, 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 you know, uh, so they have several new inserts. I think it's I think a lot of what they've done, Carter, is they looked at what Tops was doing when they came into the market in 2012, uh, because in 2012, you know, Tops Chrome at the time had 54 different uh, Tops Chrome variations for Russell Wilson, 17 different parallels. You know, this is. You know, four times as many different prisms and twice as many parallels as they had prisms. But then once uh, Panini acquired the licenses, the, the exclusive contracts with the NFL and NFLPA, they all of a sudden like, well, you know, Tops was doing this. We've got to kind of make up for what they're doing. So I think they they kind of use that as fuel to increase the number. Like you look at 2015 and Jameis Winston, he had 80 different prism cards and 28 different parallels. This is a lot more than what Dak Prescott had in right. uh, 20, 2016. But, you know, Jameis was, uh, you know, you do see the, the, the more draft pedigree that they have, the more cards that they kind of printed for them. Um, you know, it's just something to, to take into consideration. All these numbers, you know, just kind of uh, kind of gives you a look behind the curtains, kind of helps right. you understand their thought process and kind of helps you understand how to focus in your strategy and look for scarcity and look for value in the market with so many different options to choose from. Patreon.com slash football cards. There's more to this. We're actually, there's more quarterback stuff that, that we discuss in the discord and all that stuff. I haven't been as active in the discord lately because of Mardi Gras celebrations. It was a big weekend for my family. So I apologize for people in the discord that, you know, I haven't been commenting as much, uh, but I, I still try my best to keep up and read everything. And what's very interesting about all that, what you just said, uh, you know, there's an interesting quarterback like a Tyler Huntley, and all he basically has are rookie ticket autos, right? So it's it's a very interesting thing when it comes to print runs. So let's just say this is your first time listening to the show. The reason why everything Andy just said is very important 
is because Dak Prescott was a quarterback selected later in the NFL draft, where obviously Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, they printed more because of the draft capital that Andy was mentioning there. So that's something else that you have to keep in mind. Guys like Tyler Huntley, uh, which is a very extreme example, but uh, guys like Dak Prescott, they're just not going to have as many cards because of what Andy just said. So that's why it's very important to be a part of the Patreon community. Once again, it's well worth it. And you get information like this. So, All of what you said is very important. My major takeaway from that is Dak Prescott is someone that you should look into, right? Biggest star on the biggest team in the NFL. And if they do win, there's still a lot of room for growth. Let's just say the Cowboys do make it to the Super Bowl again. The hype cycle for that, Andy, is going to be the biggest hype cycle in the history of sports cards for any one team, right? It's going to be the Cowboys back at the Super Bowl. It's going to be, you know, primed up. This is Jerry's last ride. They finally made it. They may never get there. They definitely won't with McCarthy. But if they do, there's so much room for Dak Prescott cards to grow. We saw what Joe Burrow did for the Bengals. Imagine what Dak could could do for the Cowboys. So I think that is someone else uh, you should really look into right now. Uh, now that things are, are are died down a little bit. Now it's still going to be mm-hmm. expensive, but um, I, I still believe in Dak. I still think he's a really good quarterback, and uh, you just heard it there from Andy. You know, the print runs aren't unbelievably ridiculous for that 2016 year. Yeah, un- unbelievably r- ridiculous, and I mean, it's just it's crazy that uh, he's one of those guys where you can invest in the base silver prism, and it's a safe investment. This is a wonderful card to invest in. In my opinion, uh, I just flipped one of his optics, actually made a pretty nice profit on it um, that I'm sharing in a, a video that's coming out uh, later this week on YouTube, in fact. so But you look at Dak Prescott's number. You talked about the market size. You talked about the fact that he's been a 4,000-plus yard passer. This past year, he's number seven in passing yards, number four in passing touchdowns, number five in accuracy rating. We talk about the, the EPA rating, which is uh, an advanced – uh, PFF yeah. uh, metric about you know how much the, the actual uh, player contributed to the overall success of the team. He ranked number 11 in the league in EPA uh, estimated points, a- expected points added. I mean, look at his red zone completion percentage last year was number two in the league at 63.7 percent. You know, it's a uh, play action completion percentage number three at 70 percent. It's just so his numbers are very good. Uh, they just a lot of people have a bad taste in the mouth how they finished in the playoffs. And it's just taken a little time for um, him to ke- catch back up, you know, for his expectations to catch back up uh, to the hobby. And that's absolutely fine because I think it's a great time right now as short term to invest in him. Expected points added. I didn't think we'd get into some some EPA discussion. So uh, it, it's funny when you look at EPA, like what Patrick Mahomes has done with EPA is just mind boggling. Uh, but but still, it's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. We're getting really down into the nitty gritty. Um, and it's funny. EPA is actually a stat that heavily influences the Vegas line. So it goes to show you that that stat uh, it's kind of becoming the stat. Now, it's not quite mainstream, and people that buy sports cards, 90% of them probably have never heard of EPA, uh, but it, it is 
it is interesting. It might be something that you can do as far as your sports cards are concerned. Now, since we are on the topic of quarterbacks, what's very interesting, Andy, is, you know, there's still guys that are retired out there that have some interesting vintage markets, guys like John Elway, Dan Marino. Of course, on this channel, we do focus mostly on modern, but, you know, as far as buying vintage guys, there's always going to be opportunity to do that because, you know, vintage quarterbacks are never really going to be the hot topic because they're not currently playing. But there's always some good opportunity to look for some really cool vintage inserts. And ironically, Andy, you and I have talked about this as well. Uh, there are very interesting uh, different inserts and card designs from the Eli Manning, Big Ben, and mm. Philip Rivers 2004 famous draft class. So you have this legendary draft class that everyone talks about, one of the greatest NFL drafts of all time, right? Uh, with those three quarterbacks going on in the top 15. So you had, uh, once again, something we were just talking about, all the different cards printed on those guys, right? They have some very interesting inserts that just look really cool, and you can get some for, you know, let's send – a uh, hundred bucks. If you if you look really if you look really close, I saw some cool Philip Rivers autos uh, that that were about a hundred hundred fifty bucks. And I was like, you know what? I really like Philip Rivers. I do think at some point he'll go into the Hall of Fame. In uh, in he's just an interesting guy. Yeah, some of his little like NFL vines that you see on YouTube are hilarious. <laughs> like some of the stuff that Philip Rivers has said before. Eli Manning still on TV. That's the only way I can watch Monday Night Football now. The Peyton and Eli show. You know, uh, so I, hey, I love it. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald also came from that draft class. Right. I mean, you, what's amazing, like you can get um, Eli Manning's Beckett graded. It's not actually um, a, a Beckett grade, but they graded the autograph. It's his right. tops, his base tops, which is an iconic card. It's got giants and big silver letters on the top, autograph on the card, about $200. Uh, very affordable, nice card, like something you'd be really happy to put up on your wall. I think those are are more like um, blue chip type stocks. Those are more like investing in like Google and Amazon where they just kind of never lose value, maybe slowly appreciate. Um, he does manage to stay relevant and um, you never know. When, I mean, those are kind of subject to the ebbs and flow of the hobby overall. Right. You know, people, vintage, more vintage collectors get in that kind of thing and we could see the the scarcity of those go up and the value of those go up. Uh, and I think they'll just kind of slowly appreciate. I, I, I fully agree with you on that. And we'll, we'll go deep into vintage one day. I just wanted to bring that up. Um, how cool some of those cards look. Oh my God. They, they were, you could, I could just stare at them all day. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that was a bunch of interesting quarterback data right there, Andy. And that's why you should go check out the fantasy football card quest YouTube channel, all the videos that you see on here are just absolutely phenomenal and well-researched. And, uh, you know, it, it's fun for me, right, Andy, you know, on my LSU YouTube channel, how many people are very interested in the sports cards? And you jumped on our channel before the Super Bowl, and, you know, everyone's trying to buy Joe Burrow. And I'm happy that I got a lot of messages from people saying, hey, you told me to wait to go for some Joe Burrow cards, and they are cheaper now, and I appreciate uh, Andy jumping on and, and sharing that information as well. So, you know, it, it is a fun time to get in right now. But do your research if just if you just happen to be thinking about joining this uh, wonderful 
uh, things such as football cards. Now, Andy, next topic here. Uh, don't forget next week we'll we'll take a look at that running back data and dive a little deeper as well. Um, what 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 is what's something else uh, that, that's that's kind of you know jumped out at you as far as the season's over and we're looking forward to the NFL draft. Yeah, very much, uh, very much so. Looking forward to the NFL draft. I think even more so than that, right now, I'm really trying to focus in and prioritize my investment dollars. You know, I've taken a step back. Now the season's over. I'm not setting fancy lineups. I am still doing best ball drafts on underdog, but I'm I'm limiting those to, to just one or twice a week for fun to get an idea of where players' ADP is at. But Free agency, Carter. I think uh, we need to in, uh, prioritize our investment dollars right now for the guys that we know are on the move. Like, i.e., Allen Robinson is just like jumping right off the bat. I mean, he's just an example, uh, but you could talk about Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky. You know, if you want to talk about quarterbacks, um, and then we talk about some uh, wide receivers like Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. Uh, that or Odell Beckham Jr. Like, what? Where are they going to go? What's going to happen to them? Um, and I think we should be prioritizing our investment dollars on the guys that are have a very high likelihood of landing on a new team. I think we're going to see hype increases. We're already seeing, you know, some hype increase, some slow kind of trickle up on especially the top ten guys from each position category. Uh, watching their auctions or buy it now's a lot of activity, a lot of sales on a daily basis for those guys. They're very liquid and things are starting to appreciate. Uh, the market is very fluid, Carter. So if news is released that Jameis Winston, for example, signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's going to lead to a huge increase in his rookie cards right now. They're uh, very underpriced compared to what they would be if he signed with a team like that. The NFL is a copycat league. You hear that all the time, right? And we brought this up in the last episode, but it needs to be brought up again. I was listening to Mike Sando, who knows infinitely more about the NFL than I do, on a podcast with Ron Rosillo uh, yesterday. And, you know, they were talking about uh, free agency. And we made this point last week, but when someone like Mike Sando says it, it, you know, just adds on to it. You know, the last two Super Bowls were won by first-year free agent quarterbacks, right? This is going to make teams, especially in a weak draft class, more interested to a weak QB draft class, more interested in trying to do this. Right. We're just going to give up all our first round picks and go after Russell Wilson and try and aim for this. So keep that in mind if you are an, an investor collector, but also do the same thing for wide receivers. And I know we made this point in this exact portion of the episode last week, but it needs to be brought up again. Odell Beckham Jr. is the most influential wide receiver in the league, right? When you factor in Instagram following, when you factor in the A-list celebrities that adore this guy like King James and Champagne Poppy Drake, that's mm -hmm. who that is, they adore him. Everyone in the league adores this guy, right? Now, a lot of people may not adore him because he, he, you know, he can't be dramatic, but they saw what happened. They saw what happened. Odell got out of Cleveland, got away from Baker Mayfield, jumped on a contender, and immediately, he probably, if he would have stayed healthy, probably would have won Super Bowl MVP. He was playing the best. Um, and, you know, Cooper Cup's better than him, but Odell was the best player in the game up to that point. So other wide receivers are going to say, look, I could do the same thing. So Calvin Ridley will see that and say, you know what? I could do the same thing. I could do that on some some other team, right? Uh, 
you know, uh, once again, he wasn't phenomenal, but Julio Jones jumped from Atlanta to a first place contender. And it wasn't Julio, but I mean, he jumped into a better situation. So more wide receivers are going to look to do this. DeAndre Hopkins did this exact same thing. And even though he wasn't as good this year, he was phenomenal. Stephon Diggs was phenomenal right out the gates in his first year. So, you know, I, I that was such a great point by you, Andy. And I think we're going to see more wide receivers do this. And when you move, the hype cycle just comes along with it. And people are going to want to go get their card. So very good point. Now, hobby tip of the day, Andy. I'm going to go ahead and give it right now, okay? Support your LCS. Local card show, shows, baby. I don't live in an area where there is a local card show or a local card show, uh, a local card store near me. Okay, I went to a really good one. They they do it right at uh, uh, the the sports card shop I was at this past weekend, Chuck's in Albany, Louisiana. And you know, you just learn so much from being around there. You can get great deals on cards. It's all mostly cash deals, so you don't have to worry about the shipping. You're able to actually look at the card and you know determine what you want out of your experience at a local card store. Now, it's also fun just to go rip a uh, rip a box and just you know I saw a lot of people just having fun ripping and you know boxes can be expensive just depending on who you are. It's just the experience of it. I'm a true believer in local card stores and local card shows. We're starting to see more local card shows pop up and down throughout the entire country we and I, I know andy you've been reading about this as well atlanta this past week was apparently a huge show dallas has a bunch of huge shows louisiana is starting to have a bunch of shows so local card shows local card stores whenever you hear lcs that's what it means we talk about abbreviations all the time but andy i i i just can't say it enough it, it really is a game changer when you can actually go to the store and get some supplies and help out a hobby shop. It, it's really good. Yeah, <clears throat> I, yeah, man, that's fantastic because those guys are kind of the backbone. They're the they're the brick and mortar backbone right. of the hobby. You know, they um, there's there's nothing like holding one of your your Grail cards in your hand, um, one of your Chase cards in your hand, and and getting to actually purvey those cards in person in your hand. Uh, so that's an incredible experience, Carter. I think that's a fantastic hobby tip. Mine is going to be uh, bringing it back to eBay. It's something that I've been doing lately, and that is I figured out if you have an iPhone, Windows PC, you can actually go to the settings of your camera, turn it off from uh, most efficient, which is now an ATIC file, to most compatible. That's going to take those photos back to a JPEG. So then oh, you really? Can, yeah, so you can then... Use your iPhone 11, 13, whatever it is. Take great photos of your cards and then upload them to your Google Drive or iCloud, your computer. Then you go onto eBay. And what I've been doing, Carter, is when you go to sell an item on your My eBay, there's a little button at the top right that says switch to business tool. This doesn't cost any money. It's just an advanced way of listing your cards. But what's nice about this, when you switch to business tool, there's a little drop down that says create templates. Um, and so what I recommend you do is create templates for different sets, for different players, create templates uh, for raw and graded cards. Um, and this will go ahead and populate all those descriptors. So if you kind of already have an idea, like you're pretty experienced here on the quest, you kind of already have an idea of what you want to list your cards at. 
for future breakout potential and to buy it now. Use these templates. You can buzz through listings in like a minute to five minutes. You could batch all your photos, upload them, and then you could mow through a ton of listings really quick wow. with these templates. Uh, and that's what I've been implementing this week. I've actually got a video coming out on it later on, on YouTube. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time listing your cards. That's a game changer. I can't wait to look for this video. It's something else I love about your channel, Andy. You you do these videos that just really help people out. Like I I, I can't wait to, to see it. And I know this isn't going to be popular, what I'm about to say. But I know I just said all that stuff about LCSs and, and whatnot. I give eBay a lot of credit. Right. So I was listening to this uh, sports card nonsense and they were at the show in Atlanta and they talked about eBay was at, did you know this, Andy? They were actually at the show. I heard about that. Yeah. I was watching Michael Ham's uh, live content at the, uh, the culture show in Atlanta. Uh, oh, did he go? And, and he did showed- Ham win? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ham was there. Ham was there. And um, yeah, man, he was going live from YouTube. Uh, he had a oh, couple dang. live streams that he did there, which was really cool. So I got to get like, you know, um, tune in and get a look on Friday and Saturday at the show. And uh, it was really cool looking, man. They had some really cool booths and, and setups. But I did see I saw the big eBay section. That was that was awesome. All right, I got to check this out. Yeah. And this is why I got to give eBay a lot of credit. So they, they're not going anywhere. OK. They're super huge. They, I mean, it's hard to beat them. The, the use uh, as far as people going there and buying cards, regardless, right? So a lot of these big conglomerates like eBay, they have tough customer service, right? Uh, there's a social media platform which I will not name, and I keep trying to make LSU card accounts on it, and. They always lock me out saying that I'm trying to sell my information or I'm trying to, you know, build followers illegally or whatever. And I, it's clear that I don't. I just started the profile, but there's no one that I could go to. Well, this weekend at Atlanta, there were eBay reps that were unbanning accounts that were unfairly banned. They were right there in your face taking criticism from people and doing their best to fix solutions. That's good customer service. Right. They don't have to do that because people are still going to use the service. Right. There's nothing for them to really gain from that. And I saw this past weekend with their new authenticity guarantee stuff. They took uh, user criticism and they immediately changed how they ship their cards immediately. I got to give them a lot of credit. Once again, this is not a paid testimonial. I, I, I sell, you know, a fair amount of cards on eBay. I don't have like this huge store. I, I don't have like $300,000 coming in uh, my eBay store. A lot of people do. I'm just saying that really impresses me, knowing that if you are the big dog, you don't have to do those things. You don't. So I give eBay a lot of credit and for all the stuff you just said. I didn't know any of that. I didn't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't list as many cards as you do. Um, that, that's really impressive. I, I give them a lot of credit, right? i much rather buy cards locally and actually see them and and – survey and find the deals and i'll spend hours in a, in a store um but yeah andy I, I give them a lot of credit i mean that, that's really impressive yeah we talk about companies having to evolve with the hobby as the hobby evolves these um marketplaces have to evolve as well so they've done some tremendous things carter 
Uh, that That's really impressive what they did at the card show. But just the fact that they implemented the authenticity program on cards over $750 with CSG, I can't tell you the level of comfort it gives me looking at a raw card on eBay of Patrick Mahomes' prism that says authenticity guarantee the peace of mind that that gives me if right. I were, I'm not in the market to buy one, but if I were that, that gives me a tremendous peace of mind knowing that I've got assurance. And if not, I'm getting a full refund right then and there, right. you know? Um, and the other thing they've done is they implemented the plain white envelope partnered up with uh, USPS to, uh, uh, to offer a plain white envelope. And I actually broke out the food scale Carter and measured you can yeah. actually send up to five to seven raw cards uh, in a penny sleeve sandwiched with a couple semi rigids, all, you know, sealed with painter's tape in a plain white envelope. And it still only weighed an ounce and a half. And so wow. you could just, you know, spend 73 cents on shipping. And you are, I mean, you could offer that for free on base cards of four or five dollars. All of a sudden, you know, buying a base card for 50 cents now becomes a profitable venture if you want to do that at volume of, you know, of a potential breakout player, because I mean, I've talked about this before, Carter, there, I know tons and tons of people out there that would impulsively, impulsively react on their emotions and go and buy a base rated rookie of their favorite running back or sleeper wide receiver for four or five bucks. Mm. I love it. Now Just I will say this, there's a lot of fair criticisms about eBay. And I know, you know, that they take a chunk out of your sale, right? And there are taxes and different things that that are changing the hobby. So, trust me, I'm I'm not just just saying all this nice stuff. I I really do genuinely mean it. There's obviously a lot of stuff that they need to work on and fix. And there's obviously everyone has their own experiences. And you might have been wrong by it and absolutely hate us uh, for shilling them right now. But you know the, the and and those criticisms are are very much valid. Don't don't get it twisted. But you know at least they're listening that that's my major point so trust me i've been frustrated with ebay there's been some stuff that i uh that's happened to me on there not too serious per se but i know there have been like some serious like fraud and all that stuff but you know at least you know you can listen to it uh and and they're willing to help you out now before we get out of here i think my camera battery is going to die soon uh because i got this fancy like schmancy camera now uh i've had it i was just too lazy to ever set it up do, do i look better in hd andy does it does it look better uh man i think you you look like 10 years younger man huh? i mean you're huh? so focused huh? in huh? you're so huh? dialed in today that's that's why you gotta that's why you gotta come watch us on on youtube but wherever you're subscribing we always like to do uh the play of the week and any i am gonna let you go first go right on ahead <laughs> well I'm going back to Allen Robinson here. Oh, um, I, I, I'm going back to Allen Robinson. I think you may have even mentioned him last week, uh, but we talked about what Odell Beckham did. You know, Allen Robinson being the same draft class. He's been shown to be quarterback proof throughout his career. Uh, he's played nothing but with just quarterbacks who have flamed out. And Allen Robinson, I think a lot of what he did last year was just total and utter despair trying to get out, force Chicago, force their hand to let him go. Um, and I think that's what they're going to finally do. Uh, they also have an incredible young talent in Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson is going to be a true X receiver who can win in man-on-man -man coverage on the outside. There is a lot of teams that he could fit in 
on um, that could use a, a person of his skills. We talked about the age production curve. A wide receiver is a lot longer than a running back. Allen Robinson's only 28 years old. I, I, you could get his rookie ticket autos right now for like $15, Carter. Hey, it's Rob. just so incredibly cheap. And, and, and that kind of carries across the board for most of his stuff. So incredibly treat, cheap. And I think he's one of the wide receivers, elite wide receivers, that you can almost guarantee is going to be on a new team. Hopefully the landing spot is good. And I think it's going to do a lot of good things for uh, his rookie cards. Yeah, I think the weird thing about Allen Robinson is how ineffective he was, right? Like, it was strange seeing him uh, have the year that he had. Like, it was 10 fantasy points, I think, was his top. Uh, it, it's it's crazy, but I, I still do believe in him. I, I'm going to share this theory really quickly, okay? The game-worn uniform theory. Okay, so this was by far my favorite card purchase I've ever made. So being a big Drew Brees guy, his stuff is always going to be very expensive, especially his autograph stuff. But his game-worn uniform stuff is something that you could get. And I passed on one in Vegas of him and Peyton Manning at an, at an LCS, and I still think about it all the time. But I'm at the shop this weekend, and I get this Drew Brees card, game-worn uniform, six-color patch. So it's a three-color patch both from the Chargers and the Saints, year 2008. So this is my game-worn uniform theory, Andy, and I'm going to say it really quickly. Um, so there, uh, autographs uh, matter way more on cards in general. Let me see. There you go. The, ca- the camera, camera. Now, now I got to go back to regular HD. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got that in. <laughs> glad I got that in right before I got the fancy, fancy camera. Yeah, we got to get the good, the good view of that pick that card. <laughs> yeah, the immaculate. Uh, but really quickly, game worn uniform cards. Right, there's only so many game worn uniforms that are out there. Right, um, you can always get Drew Brees to autograph a card. You know that, right? Like you can find them somewhere and and get them an autograph card. There's only so many game worn uniforms that are out there. They're, they're used for different things, right? There's only so many game worn uniforms out there. So when you want to talk about rarity and scarcity, these game worn uniform cards, no matter the sport, are normally numbered. So it's it's a pretty interesting thing uh, because you can always find autographs. You can always find autographs of Drew Brees. There's only so many game worn uniforms out there, and I, I think about this a lot. Drew Brees wore these two uniforms, two different game worn uniforms are in this card right here that's crazy to me i think that's as cool if not cooler than having his actual autograph right especially if it's i would take a game worn uniform 12 times out of 10 over uh a non-on card auto uh it's i just want to run that by you andy especially when you look at the prices the fact that i got two game worn uniforms in this card for it was a 50 dollar card he got a deal with me the fact that you know that's what I got that for is, is pretty remarkable. That's really remarkable, uh, Carter, because uh, game worn <laughs> jerseys in cards are very rare, man. I've looked for them for all my favorite players, and the thing is, they don't really exist um, in modern day cards. Uh, you, you really do have to go back, um, and like the earliest I can I can uh, find them, or I should say, the most modern I've found them before is like 2013, 2014, um, and still at that, they're very rare. You know, a lot of them are uh, player worn or event worn, which is a rookie signing event where they had them put on like 30 jerseys and they don't really, you know, necessarily mean anything. Um, and I've also been surprised at how many players when presented with a card, remember the actual game 
that they had that photograph taken in um, and stuff, which is really cool in my opinion. And if you've got a game worn jerseys in that, I think it's just as good as an, as an autograph. Um, if it's from us, from an actual game, that's, that's really cool, man. It's good advice. But this is always something that's very important, Andy. It is, it always comes down in this hobby to what everyone wants, right? So, once again, this is just me making a bold prediction here that I do think game-worn uniform cards, obviously, it's not a big thing now. It's always, is the card autographed or it's not, or is it this version or that version or whatever. I'm just saying, when it comes to scarcity, okay, it may never be a thing, right? Game-worn might not ever be a must thing. But, you know, Andy, especially when you really think about it, now that you have all these patches, it could just be some random patch. That's why it's important to read the back of the card, right? It, it, it the, um, and there's different variations of this, right? On the back of the card, it could read, this uniform is not from any certain player or event, okay? So it could just be a uniform that's in there. It could also say on the back of the card, player worn uniform which means they could have just put the shirt on for two seconds at like an panini event handed it back and they sliced the jersey up game worn is a pun intended game changer because the company and once again they could be lying to us <laughs> i doubt it uh the, the company is saying look drew Brees wore these two different jerseys in a game um, uh, it, it really is important to read the back of the card when it, when it comes to that. So once again, the, this card might always just be worth 50 bucks, but to me, and this is always something very important as well. It's not just about the money to me. It's cooler that my favorite quarterback from when he was with the chargers and this card was uh 2008 Donruss. He joined the saints in 2007. So this could be a rookie uniform card mm. as well not quite rookie uniform but first year saints uh uniform card as well i, I uh, once again i'm a nerd i just find that really cool so i i just want to throw it out there for the people that want to this could be a fad it couldn't it may not be anything but when it comes to scarcity there's only so many game worn uniform cards out there boom boom what a fun episode well obviously there was a lot in this one i'm super fired up there is a Sports card tip that changed my life. That'll be in next week's episode, plus all that running back data. So what Andy did to start today's episode, we're going to do it next week, but with the running backs, and then at some point we'll get to wide receivers down the road. Andy, is there anything else before we get out of chair? No, man, that's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna add a few new sets uh, a, a, a couple new sets, a couple new players for the running back. We'll break it all down, dissect it for you guys. It's going to be fun. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Quest Cast, baby. Peace. <laughs>